0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Those Magic Sparks podcast, a show about anything and everything related to Walt Disney World. On today's show, Rachel and I answer some listener questions including collecting things from the Disney parks, disco yeti, pixie dust moments and so much more. Stick around and settle in. It should be a fun one today here on Those Magic Sparks. to those magic sparks podcast everyone i'm your host peg zisman and i am joined today by my wife and co-host rachel zisman hey (laughs) so as you can probably tell by now uh we don't really stick to any sort of schedule with recording episodes the truth is that we're both super busy professionals with quite a few side hobbies and in my case side jobs so we record when we find the slivers of time in our lives but uh I think that also helps keep this a really fun project, because then there are no deadlines. Yeah. Anything like that. You know? Yeah, it doesn't feel like work. It's not a chore. It's, it's a for fun. Yes. Always. So we've been getting a lot of feedback from friends and family lately, asking us when a new episode is coming. It's here. And I just thought, why not open up the show to our listeners? You listen, so you should choose some of our topics. And whew! My goodness. We got a lot of listener questions and topic suggestions. Most people shared like five different questions each. There was a lot of questions that came. Yeah. Well, like most people would be like, instead of one topic, they'd send... I had one person send in 10 different topics. The people want to know. <laughs> they have a <laughs> lot of Burning questions. Yeah. We got so many questions, in fact, that we're definitely going to end up breaking this up into a series of episodes. Some of the questions can be discussed quickly and are opinion-based, and honestly, I love those because they don't require any prep work, but others require a lot of research and analysis, and those are pretty great, too. I'm not mad about it.
1: Yeah. I'm not as good at the ones that require homework. I'm better at the ones that require just me thinking about it in this exact moment and not preparing for it at all.
0: Like today. I'm not going to lie. I spent several hours researching for this episode, and meanwhile, you were just, you know getting paid to have your regular job i did no research or
1: prep for this that's fine i'm in summer break this is what my time is best used for Mm -hmm. Uh i usually don't prepare anything for any of these so (laughs) (laughs) i'll forgive you for it
0: so for this first episode of listener questions i picked out a handful for us to dig into right away so if you don't hear your question today don't worry there'll be time uh for plenty of more questions in the episodes to come you really all inspired us in terms of interesting content, I assure you. The first question we received could easily
1: be overlooked, but I'm really not going <laughs> to let this one go. I had never noticed this, right. and now I'm never <laughs> going to be able to unsee it. So. so the
0: first question comes from Carrie. She asks, why the heck are Gutenberg's legs so freaking skinny on Spaceship Earth? It's just not natural, and I get so distracted by it every time we pass by him. This led me into a great Google search. Do you know? I was like, what is she referring to? And mm-hmm. we have the picture in front of us, if listeners want to go ahead and look this up in their leisure time. On a spaceship Earth, you can see that Gutenberg um, indeed has legs that are notably
1: chicken-worthy. They are. He missed leg day. That's important. <laughs> you can't just work out the torso. You can't. But you can't do arms all the time. You have to do legs too. No, I can't. Otherwise, see this. your body is disproportioned. I wonder if they like upcycled someone else's legs and like put a them. <laughs> legs from a different <laughs> animal. Or they're just like wooden dowels, and they put them in there. <laughs> it was like a really quick budget decision that they made, and they were like, "Listen, we can't afford any extra." meat for these legs (laughs) so
0: (laughs) I decided this is what we have the the best answer to this question I think is a quote from Albus Dumbledore and I I will do the voice oh sure do it okay alas the first thing you ask me I cannot tell you not today not now you will know one day put it from your mind now Carrie (laughs) when you are older I know you hate to hear this
1: when you are ready you will know about Gutenberg's legs. That was lovely. You're welcome. That was beautiful.
0: Our next question is from Dustin. He writes, Disney pins, pressed pennies, or sorcerers of the magic kingdom card, which is the better Disney
1: thing to collect? Well, there's a pretty wide price differentiation between the sorcerers of the kingdom which is free dollars and the pins which can be really expensive holy heck yes yeah they can be really expensive and the pennies are only at 51 cents because you get yes. two quarters so and you're all the over the in. place there um so i think that that's part of it too i don't really understand the sorcerers of the magic kingdom game yet same it seems interesting but i don't really get it we haven't fallen into that rabbit hole entirely no, yet. Oh yeah. The pennies I thought were cool, and you can do some cool things with them. We ended up turning it into a, like a collage of pennies in the shape of Mickey's head. We did. I mean, I did. You did nothing. You, I just sat there and looked pretty. Sure. Um, the pins are super cool, though.
0: I think my favorite of those things to
1: collect is the pins. But, ugh, of course my wife wants the most expensive thing. I'm am I'm a You're fancy. a fancy like that, so, <laughs> sure. I think
0: the best one, though, if we're talking about, like, which thing is worthwhile to collect, you and I got really into the pennies. It was The pennies affordable. were
1: super cool, yes.
0: It became a thing to try and find the press penny machines in each park. Yeah. And we would get really, really
1: into it. We did that on our honeymoon trip. We did, and they changed them out, so it's not... Like, you can always get the same pennies if you go back for multiple trips. They do switch them out. And sometimes they have, like, a machine that kind of comes and goes. And so you never know if you're yeah. going to get a so particular one. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I do like that. We've done a couple pressed pennies since the honeymoon trip. But we came back with hundreds of pressed pennies. So. We did. I
0: think it's really <laughs> easy to say that maybe the pins are more practical because then you can put them... Like, I, I have them on my backpack. Yeah. And you have a couple on your backpack. That's kind of cool because then you can see them more often. Press pennies, unless you do something thoughtful with them, like what we did with mm-hmm. turning them into a
1: collage, I don't know that they go anywhere except, like, in a box to, to hide and die. I do think that the press pennies, especially if you had kids, it's a lot more interactive than just, like, picking something out because you get to turn the crank and yeah, that's do true. stuff with it. And so that might be part of it. If you Man. were able to go to the
0: park often, I think, then you could say the sorcerer's card the cards
1: were cooler because
0: you can you can play a game with them they're free yes and if you know if you have the ability to go to the park over and over again that's when you're going to play that game but if you're flying from a different part of the country and you only have a couple of days in the parks you're probably not
1: going to spend it playing a virtual card game yes or you can only get the sorcerer cards once per day you can only get like one pack of them a day And so that's still pretty good. It's no, it's. I'm not saying it's not a good deal, but you can't play the game with the five cards that come in it. I think you can, but not well. I don't understand it at all, honestly.
0: So we don't actually know what we're talking about. So so to (laughs) answer this question, then you and I have to give one answer, no explanation. Make your final pick, which is best.
1: Uh, Pins.
0: Okay, and I will also pick pins. Perfect. Perfect. Beth asked us two questions, and her first one is,
1: which park is your favorite and why? My favorite? Well, we each get to answer. We each get to answer. Hollywood Studios. I'm just kidding. Hollywood Studios is my favorite. Um, (laughs) I was like, ooh, what's my uh, least favorite? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, obviously Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Epcot. I think I would go with Epcot, actually.
0: No, it's a good pick. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do there in terms of the World Showcase. I love the World Showcase. I would say even if you took just Spaceship Earth and World Showcase, would it still beat out all the other parks if you take out the rest of Future World?
1: Mm, yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, oh, I yeah. agree. I like the
0: stuff in Future World, um, like especially like Test Track. Yes. Some people don't. I've enjoyed it. Who doesn't like Test Track? Get out of here. I know. Well, some people are really hung up on liking the old version of it. But no, Epcot's oh, a okay. great pick. And I I get asked this question a lot, and I often want to say Epcot. But I've realized, if I'm being honest with myself, to me, Magic Kingdom is Disney World. And so sure. I have to say Magic Kingdom. Also, I love the rides. I mean, I do too.
1: Yes. Who I love doesn't? everything.
0: Yeah. Actually, we do know some people who don't love the rides, so never mind, some people don't yeah, that's but... true,
1: I know what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, of course people don't, but I love them.
0: We love the rides, so i'm I'm gonna say magic Kingdom, but it it is a close call. Beth's second question is in in our opinions, which park is best for children, which
1: is best for teens, and which is best for adults? in my opinion, or I mm-hmm. don't know i don't have children or teens. That's but fair, I didn't. also didn't go as I a didn't. child or as a, um, child, as a teen. I guess as a child, I would probably pick Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There are probably the most accessible things to them there. Like, they can go on the majority of the rides. I would say,
0: right now, Magic Kingdom, I think, has the most intellectual properties present. There's a lot of meet and greets. Probably, yeah. And those test really well with young kids, and so I would imagine that most people would think that Magic Kingdom was a good fit for their kids. There's a ton of Omnimover rides where you can get on it no matter your height.
1: I also wonder if Animal Kingdom might be up there. I think there's something to be said for Animal Kingdom being a great fit too. Yeah, for especially younger kids. Well, there are some rides that are... Like the dinosaur ride is too scary for them. For... I don't know. It's too scary for us. There's a handful right. of rides <laughs> that
0: they can't go on again because of height restrictions. Yeah,
1: but that would be the same at Magic Kingdom, I guess. So,
0: But the animal factor... It's not a glorified zoo. It, it's Honestly, it's, I've somehow gone to Animal Kingdom for a long time, and the only animals I saw that were alive were the ones that I saw on the safari. But if you want to, you can do a lot of self-guided tours where you see animals wait, and learn about them. But we
1: went to, like, the tiger and stuff. Exactly. Oh, the I had not that done thing. that until
0: ah, I see. you and I had done it on the last couple trips, so... I think Animal Kingdom is an excellent fit for kids, and it doesn't get enough love because it's the newest park, you know, despite being 20 years old, and it's also the park that people used to think of as being just a half-day sort of park, but now that it's open until late in the evening and it has Pandora, I think it's an excellent park enjoyable for adults and kids. Yeah. For teens, I went as a teen, and I think the park that a lot of teenagers are going to think is the coolest is Hollywood Studios. It it has become my least favorite park in my adulthood. It's mostly thrill rides. There's a lot of height restrictions. They did open Toy Story Land, which I think changes its vibe a lot. And they also opened Star Wars, which I think can be a multi-generational park. Sure.
1: I don't care for Star Wars personally. In do. Yeah. But I but I think Sure. I understand I the pick appeal. Pick I don't know. One but. park
0: that might draw in teenagers, I, I would go with Hollywood Studios. It seems to have a little bit of that swag factor. It's
1: more extreme. <laughs> the extremiest.
0: I think it's also the park that your sister went to on her high school trip, wasn't it? Uh
1: I think they went to more than one. Oh. Well it's the one yeah. I remember seeing pictures from.
0: For adults, I think. Epcot, uh, and, and it's straight up because you can, because you can get drunk, <laughs> <laughs> you can drink your way around the world. And I think that's something that is not obviously something you can do when you're under 21, and so that's opens mm. an entirely new world for adults in Epcot. But that is not the
1: only thing that makes Epcot no, that's great. Right. That's to be true. sure and I, I wonder if kids appreciate like the foods that are available and some of the, you know, like the the shopping in the same way.
0: Different culture is also there. Yeah. And I don't know that people that a lot of kids appreciate it as much as they could. And I wonder if more adults see the value in being able to learn. Yeah. About different parts of the world. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with for kids, magic kingdom for teens, Hollywood studios for adults Epcot. Our next question comes from Jess uh, G, and she asked a really funny question. She said, is there anything, I'm assuming in the parks, involving a Cusco and a crop from Emperor's New Groove? I actually had to do research on this one because I was like, not that I'm aware of. And I found... As of today on shopdisney.com, they have exactly five pieces of merchandise related to em- uh, Emperor's New Groove. They have two DVDs, one of Emperor's New Groove and one of Kronk's
1: New Groove. Wait, Kronk got a new groove? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Oh, I do- I must have been out of the loop on a It was probably
0: direct to DVD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: There's two t shirts featuring Kronk. There's nothing for Cusco, but two shirts featuring Kronk, one of him squeaking. With the squirrel character, where they're talking and oh, squirrelish, just showing sure. squeak, squeak, squeaking. Oh. And then there's also a shirt that has two images of Kronk on like each side of the shoulders if someone's wearing the shirt. And it's one, one little version of him looking devilish and the other one of him looking angelic. And that one is made by Cakeworthy. In case you care about brands. And then finally, there's a yellow magic band which features Cusco on one side and on the other side there's Kronk and Yzma. So those are five items on the Mm. shopdisney.com website. And then
1: I dug further because I was like, you were (laughs) honest. I know. know. Wait, there's not not even like in Epcot where they sometimes have random characters and stuff or no? Right? You'd think (laughs) there would be. No, according to Jane on Disney Parks Moms panel.
0: Oh, Jane. Jane. Thanks, Jane. Yeah. She said there is not currently anything within Disney World featuring Emperor's New Groove at all. Not
1: even a meet and greet. Wow. I wonder why no love for them. Because it wasn't commercially successful. Mm. Probably. That's a good reason, I suppose.
0: (laughs) I did tell you one of our listeners wrote 10 different questions. Carrie Is that listener? So Ah, we're going to do another Carrie question here. We'll have to do a full Carrie episode. I was thinking about that. (laughs) Carrie wants to know, do you think Imagineers will ever be able to get the Yeti and Expedition Everest to work? Are there plans to try to do so? Or do you think it would just put too much stress on the track slash make it unsafe? I knew... A short answer to say to this, mm-hmm. but I decided it was worth my while to do some official research. Some true research. And so I went to a lot of different sources and found nothing reliable. And in the end, I found the best answer, which compiled all the information I've seen in web videos and online news articles. The best source for this answer is actually Wikipedia. Scholarly. <laughs> so scholarly. Forgive me, but this is, this is what we got. (laughs) A few months, and I'm quoting this, and then I throw in a few of my own thoughts, but let me go ahead and read it. Good, good, all right. A few months after the ride opened in 2006, the Yeti figure's framing split, threatening catastrophic malfunction.
1: Catastrophic?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) If it were to be operated further in A mode, and side note, that's where it swipes down, like the Yeti swipes its arm down at the coaster cars while they row past. Back to the back to the article since then it has been operated only in the alternative b mode in which a strobe light effect is used to give the appearance of movement earning it the nickname disco yeti from some fans it is speculated that the problem was caused by damage to the yeti's concrete base structure which is unlikely to be repaired until a major refurbishment in the distant future because the design limits access to the yeti without major disassembly of the structure as in, the whole mountain around the Yeti auto, audio animatronic would need to be disassembled first just to have proper access to where the problem is. and that's not subtle in terms of visual eyesore in the park, nor would it be cheap. The problem with the concrete is rumored to have occurred due to a glitch in the 4D scheduling software that prevented adequate curing of a portion of the Yetis foundation before the fabrication of mountain elements and roller coaster track. In short, the foundational framing of the Yeti is cracked and will only get worse if it keeps trying to swipe its arm at guests. Joe Rody, the Imagineer in charge of building the attraction in Animal Kingdom, was asked about the Yeti at the 2013 D23 Expo. Rody responded, quote, You have to understand, it's a giant, complicated machine sitting on top of, like, a 46-foot-tall tower in the middle of a finished building. So it's really hard to fix, but we are working on it. And we continue to work on it. We have tried several things. <laughs> None of them quite get to the t- key turning of the 40-foot tower inside of a finished building, but we are working on it. I will fix the Yeti someday, I swear.
1: Sounds like a threat.
0: No, it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a promise. It's, he gets asked this question. He, I saw him in an interview once say that he got asked this question by TSA. By a person stamping his passport. Sure, sure. Will you fix the yeti? Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> fix the yeti. But I get it. The the expedition Everest. That mountain is the biggest. Yeah. In any of the Disney parks, if you have to disassemble that entire thing, besides being you have super to disassemble
1: expensive. a mountain.
0: <laughs> it's it's going to be a visual eyesore for a huge icon within the park, and it's going to cost you a ton of money. Yeah. It's a really cool thing that the Yeti can do, but when you look at the cost-benefit analysis, I can see why they just put a strobe light
1: on it. Sure. It makes a ton of they sense. They just put a Band-Aid on it and said, this, this is this good, good, enough. good enough for this broken leg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them. I, I yeah. think they ultimately want to fix it, but what, when do you do that in a park that's open 365 days a When later? do
1: you disassemble a mountain?
0: And for... What what do you do to try and make it not look like garbage to the people who yeah. are in the park? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's also a big, like, people filler because there's so many people who will wait in line for that queue. If you close that ride, you also now run into a capacity issue a little bit with other lines getting longer since it usually has so many people waiting to ride it. Yeah. So that's, I can see why they haven't done it. And I think, Carrie, to answer your question, my gut tells me, They will eventually fix it. Yeah. But I think they're going to look for a reason to maybe do it. I don't know what that reason might be, but I just don't see them having the motivation or the money to do it right now. I maybe once upon a time would have predicted that they would do it in time for the 50th anniversary of the, of like Disney world. But I don't think right now with how much money they're investing in other endeavors, they're going to do that, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it, People are still going on the ride. And in fact, the Disco Yeti in itself is sort of a crowd puller in a different way. Because obviously people are talking about the Disco Yeti. TSA guy is thinking about it at work. I want a t-shirt. I'm just saying. I think. That says Disco Yeti. I don't the Disco yet. Yeti. I think it's getting a lot more screen time than it's maybe if, if it was working. So... <laughs> I would like
0: to one day see it because I've seen video of it and it's very cool and impressive. Yeah. So I won't be mad if they do fix it, but I would also be sad if I went to the park and I couldn't ride Expedition Everest. Mm. It's a great coaster. I love this, this next question here. It's pretty funny. Chelsea had a couple of questions, the first of which I've already addressed. She said, I have legit questions. What is this podcast and how do I find it? Well, hopefully, Chelsea, you're listening to this right now. Congratulations, you found it. Here you are. We are going to ask answer your questions. And she goes on to say, we are going to Disney in September, taking our girls, ages three and five, and my husband has never been. What are the top five must-see and take pictures of things through the various parks? Ooh, top five. I know. <laughs> I hundreds. A, I don't... <laughs> I took a scientific approach to this, but if you want to use your gut, by all means.
1: Uh, in the various parks. Okay, so I'm going to go with Magic Kingdom first. Obviously, you want a picture on Main Street in front of the castle. Yeah, of course. That's like the number one thing I think that everyone wants. And then she has littler kids, so I don't know if I would do the mountains or Haunted Mansion maybe. That might be too intense. But there are some really good rides that they would go on so just i would go on like buzz lightyear that one would be great the little mermaid anything in fantasy land seemingly like Pooh. maybe not anything in fantasy land but like Pooh. uh a lot of people like to go on like the dumbo and teacups and stuff we don't but
0: no we don't people but with we're not kids. The <laughs> right,
1: but people with kids like to go on them um like jungle cruise there's so many good ones I agree. Um, I hadn't even thought of Jungle Cruise. Yeah.
0: The The Jungle Cruise, I think, is almost catered more towards adults now than when Walt conceived of it. Sure. Because now it's so much based on the cast member. Like, the humor who's the of skipper. the cast member, yeah. Mm-hmm, and the puns, which go right over the kid's head. I don't think the kids would be impressed by the audio animatronics, frankly, because sure. kids can kind of see that in the rest of the park there are more more impressive aas but i did say i took a scientific approach to this see touringplans.com does research on this and they actually give out surveys to a whole bunch of travelers to disney world and they've even surveyed preschool aged children ages three to five and i was like
1: well let's use science i would love to see what what survey te- techniques they use for that. Them, you just have them click how their smiley faces. You do how
0: big of a smiley face. No,
1: I want them to be in like a focus group. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just use a tablet with smiley faces and you go, how much did you like that ride? And then they click which face they like. Right. The most. So <laughs> I
0: work with kids. I know these uh-huh. things, but here's, okay. So here's what they said. Across the board with zero exceptions, The kids love meet and greets at every single park with every character. Oh, I bet they do, yeah. The preschool-aged kids. Remember, this is ages three to five. They love meet and greets. They also love dance parties. And that sounds like a hoot and a half. But it makes sense, because a lot of times we'll just walk by both of those things. We won't necessarily... We stop for a few meet and greets. Usually we only go to face... Or fur characters, excuse me. We don't go to face characters, because it feels weird. Because <laughs> um, they're like 10 years old, younger than us. Yeah, we're right, like, oh, hey. <laughs> Hi, Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the characters in costume, I am fully here for because for me, like, when I met Joy, oh my goodness, did I get giddy. You and we're I know literally it's a person filled in a costume. with Joy. I really was. I You can see the pictures of me like throwing my arms up and like giving her a big hug. I thought and you it, liked and, like, sadness a little bit more. Sadness stole my heart.
1: <laughs> sadness, the,
0: the that, Character is a hoot and a half at me. It I funny, fully yeah. encourage you to meet Sadness and Joy if you can, because they are very funny. They were really and they're funny. right next to Baymax, so you get a good three for one. Malala,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had. I just see the movie to know even what Baymax was. Was
0: Big yeah. Hero Six, great movie. But so here's what the specific attractions the kids liked at Magic Kingdom. The highest testing attractions that kids three to five liked were Barnstormer, which is. Coaster there that's the meant to kind of be coaster. kids' first sure. time coaster. Yeah. yeah, you have to be 35 inches tall to ride that. So, but it is intended for very young kids. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, just like you said. Yes. Who wouldn't love that ride? <laughs> Mad Tea Party scores real high with little ones because they don't get motion
1: sick quite as easily. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like probably because they have really flexible inner ears or whatever do, makes you yeah. not feel dizzy from that. But. Yeah. But if you sit in one and you're an
0: adult who does get motion sickness, you could ask your kiddo not to spin it as much, and that should help it. It's a lot less dizzying than some of the other attractions we'll talk about later. Um, Under the Sea, The Journey of the Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. I firmly recommend that one. That was in my top five, so put that on there. Also in my top five, by the way, was Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. It has like a little toy laser gun that's affixed to your cart, and you can use it to shoot at targets as you go and you compete against the person you're sitting with mm-hmm. so it's it's so much fun and, and kids even at three and five are going to have no problem understanding what to do with that yeah. many adventures of winnie the pooh scores really high of course it's a small world scores really high and i'm a recommendation to parents on that one it's probably one of the easiest attractions to take a home movie during agreed yeah it's pretty well lit in there and it's a long ride. And so you get that whole atmosphere of we are in Disney World. You can't escape the song looping as you're going through. You cannot escape the song. True. Exactly, And you can also kind of see your kids' reactions or whatever people you're traveling with. So I think that could be a great photo op or a video opportunity in particular. Yeah. Also testing really high, the Festival of Fantasy Parade at 3 p.m. Festival daily.
1: Festival of Fantasy I like That's all they you say. Dance I know. <laughs> they just say it that over fair. and over again. <laughs> it's a really aesthetically. It is beautiful. We parade. don't really watch the parades, but nope. it's a good time to but, go on rides because
0: lines go down. Because all the
1: kids are watching the parades, but obviously they're drawn into it, and it is cool.
0: Yeah, and if you are going to make a point cool to go see it, make sure you get there at least thirty minutes early if yeah. you want a view for your kids, because people really line up for that. And if you don't get there at least thirty minutes early, you're going to be staring at the back of heads
1: yeah i would also say that's the the same for fireworks at the end of the day for staying to fireworks at the end
0: yeah fireworks test well with kids too they are late though so if your kids get tired
1: take them back but if you do stay
0: try to line up early
1: and the they do a good cool light projection on the the castle which could be really fun for kids to watch too and it's set to music and stuff so it's great for all ages it's great yeah it's great for all ages yes fun for everyone
0: fun for everyone over in epcot the attractions that test highest with preschoolers are frozen ever after yeah that's a great ride for every age i love
1: that (laughs) i I don't really know would preschoolers now know frozen or is that too old for them no, I mean, Jungle Book is too old for me, but I still know what it is. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if it's if Frozen still has the staying power that it once had, but... I think they came out in 2014 or 2013, maybe. So, mm-hmm.
0: no, yeah, they would have watched it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But it's a great ride. Definitely. It's great. They also uh, really seem to enjoy The Seas with Nemo and Friends, yes. which is a ride, and it's adorable. It's it so cute. It also leads you to the main tank and exhibits where you can see actual fish.
1: Yes. And I highly it's recommend cool.
0: it. It's adorable. We've never had a ton of time to stay in there, but we definitely have enjoyed the chunks of time we've gotten to check out some of the it's really like an aquarium. Like it I mean, mm-hmm. not like an aquarium. It, it is, is an aquarium. aquarium yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And then they also have Turtle Talk with Crush. Kids really like that. That whole
1: area is the under the sea portion. It's just cute. It's cool. a very well maintained pavilion. I think that should be a staple in yeah. Future World. Moving
0: over to Hollywood Studios, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing along. Not shocking, does very well with mm. little ones. Also, just about everything in Toy Story Land. Sure, it's all very
1: kid, kid friendly stuff.
0: Yeah, Toy Story Land has done well, I think, with again most age groups, but in particular, the preschoolers enjoy it. Slinky Dog Dash does have a height limit that's their coaster, so make sure your kid is tall enough if you're something if that's a ride you're interested in, but otherwise the rides are very enjoyable for the kids there.
1: In Animal Kingdom, there's Everything. an Affection section. Which is
0: basically what a, a gross name zoo area. For
1: that. I know. That's the grossest name I've ever no, I just, heard. <laughs> no,
0: I disagree. I think it's adorable. An affection section.
1: <laughs> You're going to no, cuddle the animals. No, I don't like that. That's weird.
0: That's too bad. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's also a sand digging area. That is cool. Yeah. Called the Boneyard. I remember doing that with my brothers
1: back in 1998. Um, We've walked by it and it looks really cute.
0: I need to pay attention
1: more next time we go because I don't remember it except it's... as a child. Exactly what do you think it would be. It's like a giant sandbox. No? Yeah. And yes. they have like digging tools and stuff. And oh, yeah. I think they hide...
0: They do. No, they do hide bones. stuff. I, I don't about. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. They hide stuff.
1: Stuff? I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's also two really good musical performances you can go to, like stage shows. Yes. One of them is Festival of the Lion King. It's great. There's also Finding Nemo the musical, and it is also great. Mm. Recommend. And then finally, and this also made my top five was Kilimanjaro Safaris. Yes. That is, I think, the quintessential attraction for you go. Animal Kingdom. So my top five, to answer your question, Chelsea, is Meet and Greet with Mickey Mouse, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Under the Sea, The Little Mermaid Ride, Frozen Ever After, that one's over in Epcot, and Kilimanjaro Safaris. Those are my top five. Love it. Chelsea's other question is, what are the top, quote, don't waste your time on this, uh, things, I guess, throughout the parks? I really had to think on this. I almost said only one, one thing, and then I actually thought of a few others.
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that every once in a while, we meet people who have totally not prepared for their trip, and so they, like, don't have Fast Passes. They're walking from side to... Like, they didn't plan out a route through the park. That, to me, seems like a huge waste of time. Oh, you're taking it from a literal standpoint
0: of what can waste your time. And you're right. If you haven't made your dining reservations and you think you're going to just go and (laughs) walk up to be our guest... Right. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Indeed, you're not going to get sat. Like, those things booked out literally half a year ago. Yes. Or... Or Wait. fast passes. What a great waste of time! A huge waste of time to not have booked your fast passes in advance. Even if you don't plan to use them, just knowing that that you have them, and if you want to skip a, a like a really long line mm-hmm. for a, at least a halfway decent attraction, even if you somehow messed up and
1: like didn't book them in time, and you just got like whatever was left, that's still better than waiting. Yes, I think we encounter because you like to talk to strangers. I never Love do. It. But you encounter people who seem to have not prepared at all. And which... then they're shocked that they aren't having a great time. Because they just remember how the trip was when they did it like
0: 25 years ago. And they think it's going to be the same game. And it's not.
1: Yes. My,
0: I love my dad. And if my yeah. dad ever listens to this or my brothers are listening to this and know that I'm talking about my dad, that's fine. I love you, dad. But in 2016, he went on a trip and I offered to help him plan it. He said, no, he said, absolutely not. I was like, let me just get you fast passes. There's no penalty. If you don't show up, I can get you some like good rides. You can pick whatever you want. Like, and he, he did not like, want them. No, he was like, absolutely not. No, I, I don't like being tied to some sort of schedule. And I was like, okay. And then he <laughs> went <laughs> and granted hurricane Matthew had happened. And so all the schools in Florida were closed and a lot of people had come to central Florida to wait out the storm and to enjoy a little bit of time at Disney World during an otherwise really difficult period. And so, yes, there were more crowds than had been anticipated that October. But my dad could have avoided those by letting me get him fast passes. He had a miserable time because he's like, the lines were so long. Yes, of course they were so long. And to be honest, Disney World doesn't really have a completely dull season anymore. You're going to find lines and you can go any time of year and be smart and play, play your fast passes correctly mm-hmm. and have a good time and not have to worry about too many chaotic line moments, or you can be stubborn and you could just really have a miserable time of it because you didn't plan ahead.
1: Yeah. So that's the first thing that comes to mind is being the biggest time suck. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge time waste. Is not being prepared for it. And I think if you're walking from side to side in the park, if you're all over the place, you're exactly right. Let's say you're in Epcot. You want to really make a mess of it. You want to, you're in. You're like, we're gonna to go to Frozen Ever After
0: at 9 a.m. and then we're gonna come back at 10 a.m. and we're gonna go on Spaceship Earth. And you're like,
1: ew. Unless you're starting in the back. That's of on the, the park, other side of the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're starting in the back of the park because you've been at Boardwalk or something. Even then, I'm like, oh, no, I'm help oh my you. gosh, yeah it's too big magic kingdom isn't too bad of a park if you have to go side to side but i still wouldn't recommend it like if you can get two attractions done in Frontierland and then head over to tomorrowland to do two attractions there that's better than zigzagging because crowds are a thing walking it's a lot yeah yeah and getting through all those people can be a mess and there's so many strollers (laughs) and there's so many (laughs) all your angles yeah yeah oh Mm. my goodness so try and do as much as you can in one section and then move to the next. That's not always practical in terms of time, so don't live by it. But certainly try to help yourself in the marathon that is a trip to Disney World by limiting how much across the park walking you're doing.
1: Yeah. Wait, did you list that as one of your time wasters? Or I no? took a
0: totally different route. I literally oh. wrote down attractions that I thought are a waste of time to do. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I put, and this was almost the only thing that I put, because I was like, God, this is a waste. Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. It's literally, you just walk up a flight of stairs, and you get to look at a tree that they've decorated to look like a treehouse, and then you come back down the stairs, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Mm. Sometimes people throw coins on a bed, I guess, or they did. I don't know. That's it. We've never done it, so I don't know. Sure. No, yeah, it's not my jam. So that's, that's the whole thing. It's... I'm not, I don't You're want like, to be mean and say dumb, but it's dumb. <laughs> You're like, uh, no. Yeah. So the, another thing that I put is, and I, I have an asterisk for all the other things I put, it's tough to be a bug, Ew. which is the attraction inside of the tree of life at animal kingdom. It is a sit down show with 3d glasses and quote 4d features where like they shoot smells at you and also tactile
1: things. You get touched a lot. This is like Stitch's Great Escape, where yes. it was kind of a nightmare. It's yes.
0: super, super unnerving. Yes. If you have young kids or even a, a peg in your group who just doesn't like being uncomfortable because things in the ride are to- literally touching you, Ew. don't do yes. this. It's not even a ride. You're sitting there, and it's if there's a stink bug that sprays at you. You get, quote, stung at one point by wasps. What? Who? Yeah, out of the back of your seat, like you get poked by like. You! Little... Why would I want that? You don't, and it happens. <laughs> you and don't! Then, it's it, unpleasant! And then at the end, there's a whole bunch of bugs that crawl underneath your seat and then pop up against your bottom and your thighs. <gasps> that would give. Peg would have a panic attack. I did. I was. I, I have a diagnosed bug phobia, and I did this in 1998, you know, so I was nine. Oh my goodness. I was so not okay. I lied. I was 10.
1: How old am I? Um, another attraction I that I think I was thinking that. <laughs>
0: I was like, I don't think
1: you were nine, How but old okay. Am I? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, another attraction I marked as a uh, waste of time is Primeval Whirl, also an Animal Kingdom. And the other reason I think it's a waste of time is because it's not a real roller coaster. You just kind of gently go up and down,
1: and it just spins the whole time. Ew. Yeah, it's one of those Virginia. Wheels oh, the type where rides? you're just in a circle, and it, the centrifugal force is pulling Spends you. Spins you. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to vomit while I'm there. So. Yeah. Right. If you remember that ride. That sounds from really the barfy. Tycoon,
0: yeah, it's that it is super barfy. And <laughs> it's <laughs> so it's not a very thrilling ride. It's just a you're going to get real sick on this ride. But. and you can't slow down the spinning in the same way that you can on the teacup ride. So I would say skip <laughs> yeah, that one. You No, thanks. I also said skip American Adventure, which is the sit down theater show in the American U.S. pavilion in Epcot. Uh I think if you are interested in doing some American history entertainment or edutainment while you're in Disney World, I recommend in Liberty Square at Magic Kingdom, go to Hall of Presidents. That's a, usually a pretty decent show. Or go to the Muppets Present Great Moments in American History, which is a literal, they pull open these cute doors like in Liberty mm. Square and the Muppets perform like out a window and it's super cute and it's really funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, all of the America stuff is very colonial themed. Oh yeah. Which is, um, kind of a dark topic if you're asking me. True. So maybe just skip all of it. They have the best bathrooms at Epcot though. Yes. I wrote that down. I wrote that in my notes. They (laughs) have a huge, really clean bathroom, which I think is just a great, perfect amount of symbolism. It's the best bathroom (laughs) That I think I saw in any of the theme parks. Oh, yeah. It's huge. And it's always totally empty.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's clean because no one uses it. So, in the American adventure, don't do anything except definitely go to the bathroom. That's a great place to go to the bathroom. 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another waste of time would be the Tomorrowland Speedway. Ew. And Magic Kingdom. I know, it's <laughs> ew. There's always like a 40-minute wait. The ride is There's like a literal bumpy. plume of black smoke over it the entire egregious. track. It smells egregious. It's so gross. It smells so bad. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's really lackluster. There's nothing to see on your drive around in your circle.
1: And I, I think it's a huge wait for nothing. It's a big it's disappointment. It's also you have no control over the track you you have no control over anything except the track is just like jerking you back and forth violently the whole time which yeah is i could actually drive a
0: car and i could not <laughs>
1: stop i kept <laughs> ramming like, into the pole i drive normally and i'm doing a really bad job on this and i think it's just you're just getting tugged along using some gross motor and it's just you're just hitting it'll beat the confidence out of your children to think that they can drive
0: <laughs> and in the meantime, you'll have killed 40 minutes standing in your feet for a very mm. anticlimactic ride. And just breathing in fumes. So too. many fumes. Uh, the, the last thing that I have on this list, I think going on the magic carpets of Aladdin and Magic Kingdom or the Triceratops spin in Animal Kingdom are a waste of time. They're a basic carnival ride where it's just a spoken wheel. You have those little creatures that go up in the air, go up and down, and you spin in circles gently. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. It's the Dumbo ride, but instead of an elephant you're sitting in a magic carpet or you're sitting inside of a triceratop. honestly just do dumbo dumbo is fine go ahead and do it sure they have a really good queue where your kids can go play and then they'll tell you when your reservation is ready so that you can come right on dumbo i think that's a really if you're gonna do it do it that way and then you don't have to do the other two or just don't do it Yes, but again... We, if you're we, into it, though, we I do We did cater this to three- and five-year-olds. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that would be fine. So, Chelsea, that's our list for you. That was long. I hope you like that, though. I hope that's helpful. And have fun on your trip. Our next question comes from my little baby brother, Mikey. Aw, baby brother. <laughs> yeah, he, he sent a few, so we'll tackle one of them today. So, Mike asks, what are magic bands, and how do they work? And what can I do with them? Magic. Magic. Sorcery. (laughs) Mikey, it's just magic. And if you're a muggle, you can't use them. Sorry. That's true. Magic bands are a very cool extension of the My Disney Experience app, which was launched, I think, a little bit before 2014. Or maybe at the beginning of 2014. I'm obsessed with them. I'm more specifically obsessed with My Disney Experience Basically, Disney can use all the data on you they want. The thing is, the though,
1: you currently have the camera on your computer covered up because you're worried about the man watching you, but then you will give all of your information to Disney willingly. I'm not a paranoid person.
0: I know that someone could hack into my camera. They probably won't. And if they did, it would make me uncomfortable, but they probably won't. Disney, using all of my data tracking on those vacations, I'm totally fine with. You can know what order I went on, different attractions. You can know exactly what I bought. You can know exactly what I ate. I don't care. But I would be very unnerved if someone was watching me through my camera. Anyway. Yeah, aside <laughs> from all the
1: millions of cameras in Disney. You're right. That, that's not at all No, yeah, they, they <laughs> do.
0: But they don't watch you in your hotel room. That you know of.
1: You're right. They know when you go into your hotel room. Back to Michael's question. (laughs)
0: Mikey wants to know, um, what are the Magic Bands for? The Magic Bands essentially serve as a GPS tracking system that they use on you while you are going through their entire theme park, including your hotel area, and that's totally fine. But more practically, the thing that you're going to use them for is they hold all of your fast pass information on it. So if you want to redeem a fast pass and go on the ride, you just scan your magic band. It's also what contains your park tickets. If you don't have a magic band, you probably have that credit card style or gift card style looking park ticket that you can just like swipe and then they take your fingerprint and that's fine. But you could also just use your magic band. If you're staying at a Disney resort hotel, you can use your magic band as your room key. In fact, it's the only thing it'll let you use is room key again besides that gift card thing and you can also put your credit card information on it if you want to so that way you can just scan your magic band type in a pin and then purchase whatever you want food drinks souvenirs and then at the end of your stay at a disney hotel they will charge you i don't recommend doing that one because it's really easy way to spend a ton of money that you weren't expecting to spend mm-hmm The other stuff that you can put on your magic band are all the photos that you take with Disney Park photographers. We do love that one. I love Photo Pass. I love having the shots that all of the cast members take of us. It also includes all of your ride photos. So when you're going through Splash Mountain and it takes your picture, if you don't have a magic band, the only way you can get it is if you buy it or if you take out your phone and take a picture of the screen. Or you can have a Magic Band and it'll save for you in the My Disney Experience app and you can purchase it later when you decide whether or not it's a good idea or your favorite one. Or mm-hmm. if you have Photo Pass, you can have unlimited downloads of it. So, Magic Band really has a ton of stuff that goes into it. Disney can also use it. I just thought of this other thing too. On certain attractions, because it has your information plugged into it, it can show your name at the end of for example it's a small world it does there's a goodbye sign and it'll list the names of all the people goodbye, rachel
1: goodbye peg Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and i think that's super cute i again i like it i'm not creeped out by that sort of thing um another thing that you can do with magic bands is you can choose different ways to customize them like Mm. fashion magic bands you can make them into a craft you could. <laughs> when you stay at a Disney resort hotel as part of a package with tickets, they will send you a complimentary magic band in any color that you choose from gray, pink, and then every color of the rainbow. Or you can now for like a slight upcharge pick a custom magic band. And I I can't even list them all. There's just a ton of different ones and they're constantly changing in. Literally and
1: out. everything you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have a flight of passage one. I have a teacups magic band. I have a haunted mansion magic band. And then yes, you can decorate the plain ones if you want to, because there's some companies out there like Magic Your Band, where you can get stickers that are waterproof and and like heat resistant and then you can just put them on your magic bands that are plain to decorate them and kind of add some flair we've gotten glow in the dark stickers and things like that i got
1: a peter pan one.
0: Oh, i have a regular peter pan magic band too oh yeah i really like so i think magic bands are fun you can really only use them in the park though so be careful about buying a whole bunch of them
1: you could just wear them around as a fashion accessory
0: you could you i don't know how many friends you'll make doing that <laughs> i'll be your friend <laughs> But so, Mike, I think – hold on to that question about magic bands because, you know, Christmas isn't too far away, and I'm obsessed with them. So maybe I'll get you one. Just maybe. Guess who our next question is from? It's Babs. It's Babs. It's Barb. (laughs) Our next question comes to us from Barb, and she wants to know, what are the best tours and extra splurges at Disney World? Okay. Well – I'm not going to let you look at my list. What are your favorites?
1: Um, We did a Keys to the Kingdom tour that I really loved. We did. I thought that. that was really cool.
0: That's the one where you go into the Utilidors. Yes. Which is the part underneath Magic Kingdom.
1: I also really liked the tour we did at Epcot. What was that called?
0: The tour we did at Epcot was called Behind the Seeds. And that was oh, a really right, right. cost-friendly one where they showed us how they did all of their growing of plants that they use in the parks for human and animal eating yeah which was cool we also have done Marceline to Magic Kingdom that one was cool yeah believe it or not I think I liked that one better than Keys to the Kingdom oh unexpected and then we've also done this is an extra it's not a tour we did the after hours (laughs)
1: Of course, how could I not think right? of that? I didn't. I was thinking all tours. I, th- I right. forgot about and, uh, it in the first two. after the no. Scratch everything. Forget the other two that I said. The after hours was the best one. <laughs>
0: after hours, guys, we can't oversell this. It was it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, right. it is expensive. It is. You do not have to get it in addition to theme park admission. It can be its own theme park admission. It allows you into the park at seven p.m. and then you can stay until three hours after park. Close. So you basically can start your evening by watching the fireworks if you want to. And then you can end it by not waiting in any lines because there's no lines. Mm -hmm. You walk on every single attraction. And then if you just want to stay on in between goes, we didn't have to get... We went on Splash Mountain
1: three times in a row. They did not make us get off. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have every attraction open. They have more of the adult-themed attractions like Splash Mountain... Haunted mansion. Yes, you know, like Dumbo. I'm wasn't glad you open. mentioned that. Yes,
0: yeah, Dumbo. No, maybe Dumbo was, but definitely Magic Carpens of Aladdin. That was. Open yeah, at all. there were
1: several that were not, but like the mountains were open. Space Mountain yes. was open. Yeah,
0: I do recommend it more for adults than for little little also, ones. Also, it's it goes until like three a.m. So, but ten out of ten. Yeah, Right. we loved it. Now we haven't actually done all of the extras and tours. Of course not. No, there's no tons of them. But I have spotted some in particular that I, I really want to do, and they're on my wish list. So I wrote those down. I really want to do... Well, first of all, I want to go to Epcot's Festival of the Arts and Food and Wine, but that is not an extra. That's not a tour. You just go that time of year. An extra that you can add on is during the Festival of the Arts, which happens... At the beginning part of the calendar year in like january february march i believe they have or maybe it's just january and february but they have workshops you can do as part mm-hmm. of the arts cool. festival i know yeah i'd be really into that they also have mickey's not so scary halloween party and mickey's very merry christmas party can they do a mickey's actually scary halloween party because i would like that if you want that you can go to um, universal studios for Ew, their I'm just <laughs> I know, for their horror nights. I think
1: those are actual I could scary. go to like six flags.
0: You could. Like I could mean, do the actual
1: horrifying Halloween stuff. Yeah. I grew up by there. It was pretty scary.
0: <laughs> but then uh the other one I really want to do is in World Showcase at Epcot. They it's called Destinations Discovered. Sure. So that's on my wish list. And then the number one tour we have not done but I want to do, and I'm hoping we can do it in 2020, is the Wild Africa Trek in Animal Kingdom.
1: I don't love that name, but it sounds really cool.
0: Well, it involves animals. Like you get to put on like a little harness and like a clip at one point, and you get to walk over a bridge that's kind of precarious and makes you feel uneasy. It's like a ropes course, high ropes course over a alligator like actual alligators that you can see on the safari mm-hmm. and then they also have what a way to go you know if you were Woo! if you were to fall in oh man i wouldn't she died doing what she loved <laughs> <laughs> they also have um some food you get to enjoy out in the middle of like the savannah area mm. um and there's just some other cute parts but you get to do a lot of more up close experiences with animals and they have an on experience photographer with you
1: Oh. That will take
0: pictures of you and the animals on your specific
1: excursion. Ooh, I want to do like a photo shoot like with the alligators. You know how like people do photoshoots with shoots dolphins. With dolphins, so we could do one where we're like kissing the alligator. Yeah, I could do one where I'm like <laughs> pretending like it's like my head is in the alligator. One where you mouth. get it to pop out
0: of the swamp and high five you with its <laughs> tiny little T Rex arms.
1: We could swim together. We could do one of those ones where we're like Back both. <laughs> <laughs> Love Uh it. Uh Yeah, I want that. That's
0: like a true Florida experience. (laughs) I think so. Or those crocodile, what is it that they have in Florida? Alligators
1: are in Florida. Alligators, thank you. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Uh Uh-huh. Well, so,
1: there you go, Barb. There you go, Babs.
0: (laughs) Appropriately, our last question of the evening comes to us. As our first question came to us from Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to knock out these ten questions. We're mm-hmm. picking three today. Great. So, no, Carrie, we love you. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> no, I really just funny. I keep know. doing this. <laughs> I love this. But Carrie, Carrie wants to know: Do you have any examples of pixie dust moments when cast members went above and beyond to make your day magical? This is a thing that Disney is known for, and yes, we have had some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also have a favorite one. That happened for, I guess you could say one of my clients before I became like a thing. Sure. But um, for a family that I planned a trip for, I had, they have a great story, but I'll save theirs for the end. So what are what are some of the pixie dust moments that stick out in your head
1: that we've had happen to us? One that really sticks out to me was, I don't know if we put it on our reservations or anything like that, but when we got engaged, we, the we went to Sanaa for... Lunch, I believe. And they brought us out these really cute um, glow, light-up Tinkerbells. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, just on our honeymoon and engagement trip, we got so many cool things happened for us. Uh, like, I remember on our... We got a lot of free desserts. We got a lot of free desserts. Everyone said nice things to us. So I think that those are... They're small, but they They're small, count. but they're meaningful. Yeah. We've also had quite a few cast members
0: who... I will strike up conversations with, with no ulterior motive. Because no. Because yeah. I just like talking to strangers. I just like
1: talking to randos. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> and people who
0: love Disney because they're working there as part of the college program. Absolutely. But so I've, I've had a lot of conversations with cast members that have ended in extra paper fast passes being given to us, which is really sweet. That is really nice. We've gotten some at haunted mansion on our honeymoon. A woman gave us literally a stack and said here. <laughs> she did. That was pretty great. She was great. She was from Ohio. Um, <laughs> I remember her. Her name is Allison. Uh, there was also a cast member at Pirates of the Caribbean who gave us a couple of extras mm-hmm. to come back at Pirates. We ended up having like three fast passes, just keep going to the point where I just handed a couple to like
1: strangers yeah. that we
0: met in line for Haunted Mansion. Cause they, so we try to pass on magic moments when we can. So we met a little girl that was really afraid of Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and I explained to her how the Pepper's ghost effect works in the ballroom scene and then gave her a fast pass to Pirates. Mm-hmm. She was with her aunt that was cute that was really cute so it's it's things like that but i'll tell you my favorite pixie dust moment which was i think a much bigger one um there was a family i planned a trip for who missed their outgoing flights from milwaukee to orlando and they had a dining reservation that day of their arrival that evening at ohana And it was a big deal because obviously it's not easy to get reservations for Ohana and they were a big group of six. So the fact that we pulled it out was really exciting, but they were so delayed in catching their next flights to get out to Orlando that they were not going to make their dinner reservation. They really weren't. And they got to MCO to Orlando international and got down to the check-in point for Disney's Magical Express and explained that to their their bus driver, because they were staying at uh, Port Orleans French Quarter, they explained that they were probably going to be late to their dining reservation. And the bus driver was amazing and surprised them by driving them to the Polynesian. Now, if you know how the bus systems for Magical Express work, they have assigned places they're going to. They might go to two or three resorts, but French Quarter is not paired of Polynesian at all. And that bus driver took them to the Polynesian and then announced to the rest of the bus that someone had gotten on the wrong bus by mistake and they were dropping them off. And in truth, he was just getting them there in time for their dinner at Ohana, which is so, like a terrible inconvenience for everybody else on that bus. And I've, <laughs> but hopefully they didn't have dining reservations. I think Polynesian is. I think I looked on the map, it's a little bit on the way, so it wasn't too bad. But like,
1: like,
0: that is above and beyond because that That cut down so much of their commute time that it would have taken them to get from French Quarter, either taking an Uber. Do they have big ones like that? Otherwise, you have to get to the ticket and transportation center or one of the theme parks to take a transfer bus over to Polynesian to then get up to. It would have been a whole thing. Yeah, so I think that was amazing, and they they made it literally just on time for their Ohana dining experience. And meanwhile, I had been at home, and I knew that they were going to be late, so I was frantically trying to call any cast member to, like, cancel it because you may not know this, but if you no-show know your dining reservations at Disney, they can choose to charge you, like, $20 a person. Ugh. I know. So that would have been quite steep for them. And I felt so bad. And then I couldn't cancel it. And then, literally, at the stroke of when they were supposed to be there, and I had no idea that they were getting dropped off by this bus driver, I get a text from this family going, like wearing their lays at Ohana. And they're like, We made it! <laughs> we made it! And they're like having a great time. And I just was dumbfounded. Yeah. I was like, There it is. That's the Disney magic. Mm-hmm. It's things like that that kind of above and beyond customer service, those great stories you get to tell that get you hooked into returning to Disney over and over and over again. And, you know, there are some jaded people who feel like Disney's doing less and less of that. And they just throw fast passes at people to try and make them happy for things maybe, but I don't think that's entirely the story. I think there are a lot of people that want to work there because they love those magical moments too. And when you have that great opportunity to make someone's day, Mm -hmm. so many people take it and, That's my favorite part. I love watching other I love hearing other people's Pixie Dust moments. I love being a part of them, of course, but I also like have daydreams about doing it for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. That's so cute. So I wanted to end on that high note because I thought that was a great question. That one was great. Thanks, Carrie. Well, Rach, this has been a hoot and a half. (laughs) I've enjoyed chatting. I think these questions are really great. You wanna do another episode
1: like this? Yes. We have to do all the listener questions now.
0: Oh, I feel like we're gonna to commit to all of them. Send us all your questions, no matter how weird they are, including about Gutenberg's legs. We're gonna answer them as best as we can. So, what do you say we wrap this up and save some more questions for next time? Sounds good. All right. We wanna thank all of our listeners for your enthusiasm, topic suggestions, and support. We love hearing from you. If you enjoyed today's show, please remember to subscribe as well as rate and review us. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket PocketCast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, and whatever you're currently listening to us on. <laughs> you can, of course, also bookmark us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash TMS podcast. This has been Peg and Rachel Zisman for Those Magic Sparks Podcasts. Don't forget, kindness is cool. So make your choices and have a
1: magical day, everybody.